Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to all of you, more of you. This is Sarah Lynn, your podcast host and flow state coach, transitioning high achieving entrepreneurs into new earth leaders. In this podcast, we'll be diving into all things flow state, body leadership, connection, healing, entrepreneurship, and so much more juicy, deep lived experience. I invite you in this space to really bring all of you more of your fully expressed self, fully accepting and belonging in this space. I want all of you. I want more of you. And take this adventure with me into what I have discovered to be the key to living the most magical, deep, juicy, fulfilling, rich life and work while also being the greatest, highest service to this world and the collective. So I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Mm, I'm feeling just really, I'm feeling very expansive right now. Um, I have beautiful Marissa giving us some aloha vibes, even though I think she just told me it's like thundering, a little rainy, a little stormy today. So <laughs> that's some like feminine energy. I feel like rule, uh, ruling around here. And yeah, I'm excited to drop into this conversation and I just want to start off by like acknowledging you, Marissa, because I, I know I told you this on our little drop in before we kind of dropped into the heart space a little bit, but yeah, just, you've been on my feed. I forget honestly how we connected or like why our paths crossed on Instagram, who the fuck knows half the time, but I would always see you. And I was just like, wow, like this woman just like lights me up. And I remember reaching out to you and I was just like, I like her energy and you know, we can feel energy through Instagram and everything that you would share and just like your energy and your vibe and how you were putting yourself out there. I was like, this is a powerful fucking woman and she has beautiful energy and I want to podcast with her. And I think we like connected on something. Oh, I do remember now it was something on my story. And I was like, I don't know, naked dancing, drinking a smoothie or doing some Sarah shit. And you were like, Ooh, I love that. Like being naked <laughs> feeling. And I'm like, she's my vibe. She's my type of people. If you're like, <laughs> like, yeah. in the, do you remember that? I feel like that was like maybe a few exactly. months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I was like, I just wish I was there naked with you. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. And just like, yeah, we like bonded off of that. But then we stayed connected for a little bit. And I was just like, hey, we should podcast because I love collaborating and I love connecting with powerful women that I'm really feeling that resonance with. And you were just open. And I think that's fucking cool. And that just speaks volumes to who you are. Like we had a few exchanges on Instagram and, um, you know, I've been following each other for a little bit and you were just open. You're like, yeah, let's do it. So I was just like, yeah, she's my kind of people. So I'm excited for this conversation that wanted to come through, but I just wanted to share that with people because for me, it's important just to share like, yeah, how I see you and who you are versus like everything, you know, cause we in Instagram and this entrepreneur world, it's like, oh, what do you do right away? Of course, we're going to be talking about some of that stuff. But that was like what I saw in you and kind of what inspired me to invite you onto the pod. And I'm just so happy to have you here. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And yeah, just an easy connection. Loved your wild woman energy, the Costa Rica vibe, right? Costa Rica. Yep, Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, I could definitely feel your energy too. And it's been... Yeah, it's been easy to be connected and this feels like such a natural next step. So thank you. Of course. And just so they know where you're, where in Hawaii right now, like how long have you been there? Just kind of share a little bit, you know? 
Sure. Yes. I'm in Honolulu and I can actually look out and see the vast Pacific Ocean right now. It does something for me every single day. I'm such an ocean person and uh, I've wanted to live in Hawaii for six years. So I moved here four months ago in August and it's been a massive manifestation come true to be here mm-hmm. and it's feeling really good really, really good for my body, for my soul and starting to actually meet people and build community, which is fun too. So quite a leap, um, but it is amazing. It's paradise. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And four months. Yeah. I remember because I've been in Costa Rica about almost a year. So I know these big moves and these big, big transitions. Where were you before then? Like before you moved to Hawaii, like where did you take the leap from? I was in San Diego for a year and then I went back to Bali for a couple of months to scout out a spot for our retreat. And um, then I was in Washington state for like a month, just visiting family. So I kind of, I hopped around a lot this year and it's just good to settle. So uh, California. Yeah. How long were you in Bali for where you said you were just like kind of there for a little visit? I remember us, that was another layover we had. I remember seeing that you had a Bali chapter. I'm like, of course we both had the Bali chapter. Of course. Of course. I haven't had my Costa Rica chapter yet. We'll see. But um, yeah, I was in Bali for three months this year, but I actually lived there in 2019 for a year before COVID. Yeah. You were right there. Like right when it hit COVID, I was there like a month before. So we must've like just missed each other. What part of Bali (laughs) were you in for that year that you were there? I was in Changu for four months and then I hopped over to Ubud for eight months and I loved living in Ubud. What about you? Ubud was my main hub. I mean, it just does something. It's probably because I had my yoga teacher training there, but just like my soul is, it felt home there. And I had like an Ulu chapter, a Changu chapter, and I kind of hopped around some islands and stuff, you know, because it's so easy to do that in Bali. But something that you said just resonated with me so hard. I was like, ooh, settling feels good. For me being super nomadic, even the last three and a half years, like settling in Costa Rica now, like that was an intention coming here. I was just like, it just feels so good at this place in my life. And it'll be interesting to see where this conversation transpires. I know we're going to drop into like love and intimacy and all that, but just I'm feeling in such a place where I'm just like, wow, it feels really good just to like be in this area. And that was something that you said. So I'm like, ooh, synchronicity there. Yes. Doesn't it? Like, what are the things for you that you're like, this is me settling deeper into my home and this feels so good. Cause for me, it's like getting an air fryer and a blender. (laughs) Oh my God. Literally top things of this year, the air fryer I just discovered this year will end the last year because my sister had one, but the blender has always been a thing, but just having that like a consistent, yeah, the air fryer and the blender is like so great. I love that for you. For me, it's just been God, it's just like being in one place. It's like being able to walk out and go to an ecstatic dance. And like, I've been going to the same one for almost a year and just being like, wow, like I have been to so many dances with you. Like, I think just consistency and community of just seeing familiar faces after always moving and just like always having to meet new people. Like it's amazing. And I love humans clearly why like we're even potting randomly, but just having like familiarity of like, this is like my organic shop I go to across the street. I love getting little dessert, vegan desserts here. Like I go to this place every Sunday for dance and I see a lot of familiar faces. So for me, it's just been about consistency and just anywhere I'm going or like people's faces and stuff, you know, because for a while that was just so transity and it was beautiful, but I felt like I was constantly starting over. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely feel that too. As soon as you start to like run into the same people when you're out and about, like doing your beach walk or going to the store and you're like, oh, hey, like I see the same people and I see the, there's a lot of like doodles in, in the Honolulu in this neighborhood, a lot of cute dogs. And Aww. so I'll see the dog first. I'll be like, I know that dog. And then I'll look up and I'll see the owner and be like, oh, hey. <laughs> so it's it's that, yeah, familiarity and community too that really grounds you. Ooh, love. And I'm happy you're feeling that yumminess of settling in as well. It feels so good, doesn't it? It does. It does. So I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. Like, I feel like it's going to get a little flirty, a little spicy, a little, I don't know, like there's like unknown in it, which makes me even a little nervous. Cause I'm like, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. And I have a feeling like we're going to be sharing some intimate details. So get ready. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but this, this theme, when, once we sat down, because I know there was a few things that we could have went into, right? Like you, your, your avenues are like, yeah, you have like manifestation and money and love and all these things that like are. I know when your interests and things you've been sharing about, and I'm like, I can plug into all of those. I love them. But when you dropped in and you were like, yeah, I want to like talk about heart opening and intimacy and love. And I was like, wow, of course, like this is the phase <laughs> of life I feel I'm in right now. So I would love to hear like, what's kind of sparked that idea for you? Like what's present for you right now that that's feeling like a juicy topic to dive into. Okay. Great question. Right. And I just need to put a little more lip gloss on for this next part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a sexy vibe that's why I was like let's like drop into that I'm excited for this combo yes yes well you know I when people ask me what I want to manifest and I'm actually honest it's love love is the number one Mm -hmm. and number two is really community and like my tribe in 2024 and being surrounded by all my people in real life too, not just online. Yeah. thing. I'm excited to dive into these. These are big. Yes. So with love, um, before working on this and really getting into heart healing and looking at my patterns and attachment style and a lot of the healing that needed to happen I had no idea that I was needing so much healing and so started diving into all of that and it's just been really gratifying exciting just like the biggest win of my life to actually see these shifts in the last few weeks after five years of attracting unavailable men it's this is a massive massive yeah you are mirroring the path lady you are mirroring the path so it's like this is going to be a great conversation Yes. Are, is this similar for what you're going through right now? Just in general, like of going through, like, I feel like I've been, like, I resonated with what you're saying of like having no idea, right? Because if we don't dive into the healing work or we're not actually looking at, you know, attachment styles and looking what the universe is constantly mirroring to us, like, it's not just by chance. It's literally our inner processes of what's happening. And like, you know, I think there's a lot of talk of do the work and it's like, well, what does that actually mean? And people that are in the work and people are doing different forms of it. So yeah, I'm like, so curious to kind of hear like what catapulted you into diving deeper into let's call it healing. And then we can kind of dive in to see like what's been going on in your world. Cause I'd be so interested to share because I'm sure so many women and even mm-hmm. men, you know, you can look at this can relate to the, oh my gosh, I keep attracting in unavailable men. And 
and like you even said, your highest desire is love. And I think at the essence of it, there's a, a million amazing things we can manifest. As you know, you're like the manifesting queen over here that we're talking to. And it's at the essence of it, what do we all really want? Probably the most is love. Like we're here for love. We're here to spread love. We're here to give love. We're here to receive love. Like, so when you said that, I was like, I'm sure every listener, like deep down, if they really dive in there is going to be able to resonate with that piece. And maybe some of them with the unavailable piece. So I'd be curious, like to hear more earlier on in your journey of what you were noticing when you were attracting unavailable men or kind of like, what was that prior Marissa to healing maybe? So we can like backtrack a little bit. You wouldn't even recognize her. Like, so, so different. I think that what, what happened to go back, um, five years ago is that I really was so heartbroken after leaving a relationship, um, of seven years with a wonderful man who I just, for my own reasons knew, like I wasn't meant to share life with. And we were very serious, living together, had a dog, a life, looking at wedding rings. Like we were really talking about the future. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to my intuition and going deeper and feeling so pulled to know myself more and be with myself out in the world. And Bali just, she just sucked me in. Like I, it was really a surrender of my will to divine will. And I had no idea what that concept was about at the time. Yeah, but yeah. I followed the urge and I went off exploring and it really has taken me years to look back and realize how heartbroken I was too, even mm-hmm. though it was an empowered decision. Yeah. Um, I could still cry because of how sad it was to watch, to watch that ending. Um, it was so conscious. We spent the last week together doing things we'd never do again. It was very, very sweet and loving, mm-hmm. but like, his heart broke into a million pieces and then mine did too. So I got what I needed and I got into the world and I got to know myself and I became a coach and I don't look back and think, I wish we were still together. Like it was absolutely the right decision, but it was heartbreaking and devastating. And, um, and then there was another heartbreak a few years later and what kind of happened through the residual heartbreak and not knowing really, like, I definitely, give myself like credit for the healing that I did do self-guided years ago in Bali. But there's so much more that I know now about how to heal the heart and how to be with myself and how to fully process through feeling. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is I like tried to protect um, after heartbreak, after heartbreak. And I got really in my masculine energy to Mm -hmm. protect, to keep myself safe, to kind of create a shell and harden. Mm -hmm. And I got really into fitness and that was my profession. I was fitness coaching and I became incredibly consistent, incredibly disciplined, very structured, tracked all of my food, all of my stats or a ring, like you name it. Like I was that girl that people looked at and they were like, how are you so disciplined? And how are you so confident? And how are you so like sculpted? Um, And with that, like I became a masterpiece of masculine structured Mm -hmm. regimented, you know, there wasn't a lot of room for my feminine Mm -hmm. expression. I wasn't doing as much dance. I wasn't making art. I wasn't, you know, singing and softening and opening and so much of what I do now, just there wasn't space for it. So 
um, that was like my identity, my career, my everything. And like, if you saw photos of me and my body and my energy, I was like that, that fitness girl with like the teeny waist, the big booty, the big, like, it was just like strong. And, um, and so there wasn't a lot of room for me to be in my feminine in relationship with a healthy masculine, because I was like in that masculine and I was really protecting myself in so many ways. Um, and I was really overtraining my body, lots of body pain, lots of gut issues. And eventually, you know, I was like saying to myself, like, I really want my soul partner. I really want love. Like, where is he? What do I need to do different? But I was chasing men weren't even available. And I didn't see any of this. And I didn't see how it had to do with masculine and feminine energy dynamics and healing. And so things really, really shifted this year. Um, I would say going to Bali again, just cracked me open. And then I hired Mel Wells and really committed to the healing work, really, really invested in the healing work. And of course I hired her thinking, you know, this is mostly for business and then also a little bit for love, but like, yeah, it's actually mostly for love, which helps the business. So, um, so yeah, that is a little bit of the healing journey. And so what's happened is I've just been able to really soften so much more into feminine energy and realizing what that feels like. Mm. It is actually the polar opposite of the way that I was living and being before in some ways. And it just feels very natural, much more easeful. And the, the, the mirror effect, the kinds of men that I'm attracting now are completely different than the ones I was attracting before. Oh gosh. Well, thank you for sharing about that because I feel a lot of entrepreneurs turn into tune into this podcast because it's really geared towards high achievers, which yeah. what are a lot of high achievers in the masculine at some point, this is my yeah. journey too. Of course, this is why we're talking about this, you know, and I can just so relate and so feel you on that. And of course my version looked different. I wasn't like the workout. I, I'm so like imagining a version of you and like I see and feel your softness in your voice and your posture and your energy, right? This is like an embodiment. This is a way of going about things. It's a completely change of everything. So of course you're attracting different men, but when you're in that zone, like I can resonate with like the rigidity, the over compensating the protecting right we don't even realize if we're not in the quote unquote the healing work like I had no idea that I was protecting myself just like you you know like because we put up all these mechanisms because we're like fuck we're never going to feel that way again because similar to you several years ago before I went to Bali (laughs) was when I was going through my heartbreak and I followed the call I got out of a four-year relationship was living with him look we're going to get engaged potentially like so similar timelines I'm seeing with us which it's crazy like I didn't even know that but of course and yeah it really like cracked me open and this year has been the year of the feminine for me as well Costa Rica when I got to Nusara just like I had no idea what it had in store for me. I followed the call again after another heartbreak. So I, it was about a year ago and just being in Costa Rica, like it's such feminine energy, but this was the year of the feminine for me. And I was like, wow, like it has been the most rewarding. And I would say like, it's like the easiest, hardest work we can do in a way. Because it's like, you know, people can look and I've talked about this even on other podcasts where you can look and you can be like, oh my gosh, being in your feminine is easy. Like that's just like chill or 
you really <laughs> know if you're in the fucking hyper masculine or have that background where you're like achieve go 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 like protecting all of these things your heart's fucking frozen almost you know when you're protecting like that it's actually even harder in my perspective than being in the fucking masculine being in the masculine like of course it's hard work because you're protecting and you're it's not enjoyable you know of course you need masculine energy like you said you need both of those energies present but it's much harder to actually exercise going from that masculine and really being in the feminine and it's also the biggest gift like you said you can give to yourself and it's going to directly correlate with the types of men that you are attracting in 100 so i totally feel you on that yeah. And you just said something, um, that like an analogy popped up for me that it is the easiest hard it is that whatever you have, what did you say? I, I don't even know. It just like channeled through, but it was like, it's the easiest, hardest work we'll ever do is what yeah. I feel. Yeah. So it reminds me of like lifting versus stretching. Like you can go get it in the gym and be kind of in that, like push, like, Oh, let's work. Let's lift. Let's yeah. get muscles and get strong. And then you go to stretch. And if you're always lifting and you're in that, that energy, uh-huh. when you stretch, you're going to be tight and it's going to hurt. And it's going to, you would rather lift than stretch because when you're stretching, you have to surrender. You have to like oh, breathe into it and let yourself loosen to deepen into the stretch, to increase your flexibility and your fluidity, which is of course feminine. Yeah. And um, so I remember hating stretching, I mean, I'm, it's still work. It still feels hard, um, but it doesn't have to. And eventually you practice more stretching and you start to love it. And you become this like flexible, mobile, fluid being who can dance and move her body so differently when yeah. I'm lifting. I'm like, like, I don't move the same. I do right. not it's like more robotic. It's that rigidity. It's interesting. And I would be curious just because I know fitness was your background. It, it, are you still like, are you still able to like go to the gym and do your thing there? Are you, have you transitioned to a completely different type of movement? And I love that, that analogy, by the way. So thank you for sharing that because that it's like, I, I've never heard anyone phrase it like that, but it's so true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I am. I'm doing Pilates only now. Um, which is like, of course, so feminine Pilates and dance. Like I'm going to Tahitian dance tonight. I might do some Afro dance tomorrow. It's all just like, yes, I wish I could join you. I love that. Oh my God, you love it. It's so fun. But I also wish we had a better ecstatic scene and would be joining you for that. Um, So yeah, just Pilates and dance and walking. Um, I took a couple, so I moved here in August and it's been four months off of lifting for the most part. I was back at it for a month and my body rejected it. I was getting bloated again, really inflamed. My joints were sore. Um, and it just can't move. I don't have the hip mobility when yeah. I'm lifting like that because it really locks up my lower lumbar. So there's kind of a trauma response in my body because I pushed so hard for so long and overrode so many inner cues when my body was like, Oh, I just didn't listen for a long time. And now Um, We need a little second to heal. So I might go back to lifting, nothing against it at all. It feels incredible. And I think when you're in that phase where you're like, I just need to build this kind of strength. Oh my God. Yes. Embrace it. For me, Pilates just feels really good right now. And I value my hip mobility and not having pain in my body more than I value my booty to waist ratio because your hip mobility and your sacral chakra power is everything. Talk about like wanting more 
love and juicy sex and more money and more just personal power. Like it is all right here. It's right here. It's like you're gonna, you got to access it, you know, and allow yourself to, which is like the big word. And I love that you said, even with the break, I feel so many women that I have talked to that have been in that masculine have been more into weights. Cause I used to do, like, I used to have gym memberships. That's all I did. And like you said, nothing against it, but now like I drop into, like, I go, like, I have beautiful yoga studios here. Like I rather do a yoga class or like an ecstatic dance or a contact dance or there's just yeah. so much, like right now my body is like feminine, like this and, and like beach walks and things like what you're saying, because it's serving my body. When we override our feminine for so long, I do think, I, I think every woman can probably resonate with this to some extent, the amount of women that I know that have taken a break or literally are still taking a break because their body is just like, they're listening now. And listening, I think is the key word. Like when we're in the hyper-masculine, it's like, we're not listening like deep enough to like maybe we listen here and there to some intuitive hips but like really deeply listening to the body to your womb like this is where the power is you know so I just love yeah that like personal example you gave it's beautiful yeah so yummy so where I kind of want to go with this is where are you at so now being in more, okay. You kind of explained backstory, what was, and kind of like what you did to initiate into your healing. And this has been the year of the feminine. So how has the year of this feminine kind of unraveled? Like what has that looked like with healing and what you're experiencing actually behind the scenes, right? Cause we can use these words and that's great. And it does have a lot of power. Like I can resonate with what you're saying, but I would love to you, for you to share like the listeners, like what that's actually like behind the scenes and like how you're experiencing it. Yeah. It's such a mix of things to really shift a pattern. And if you're chasing unavailable men, it's like, okay, how do I get myself to stop chasing unavailable men? It is multifaceted. And I will speak to how I have navigated that. Yeah. Real quick before you dive in, what did chasing unavailable men look like for you? Like we can say that, <laughs> but like give like one zoom in example, like what was that Marissa like? And what did that, what, what, what transpired in that moment? You know, because people are going to be like, yeah. I don't do that. And it's like, well, maybe listen to her example and tune into that a little more, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's great to be having this conversation right now because I truly am looking at it from a different vantage point because I'm like in the love bubble. So when you're in the love bubble with an available man, you can look back and be like, wow, even, you know, six weeks ago, this is such a recent shift for me. Even six weeks ago, I was still in some of that chasing energy and, but it feels like a year ago, like it does not, it, it honestly, the quantum healing and the quantum leaps make it feel so much further away, but what did it actually look like? So, (laughs) oh my God, it's like kind of embarrassing. Um, and like laughable, but it's also like, this is kind of how we are, um, trained as women to be in society is to like, go out and get it and to work for it and to initiate. So I have a lot of fire energy. I'm a Sagittarius. I, you know, have that yang, obviously I'm I'm like Aries. So yeah, I have the fire can resonate with, but I'm what I'm cancer. So I'm like very like emotional and then like, I have the Aries on the outside that, yeah. So I I feel you in that. And that makes it even stronger because the fire is like, you know? Yes. The fire burns hot. So I 
I have actually, I had had this pattern of um, initiating and being in masculine and dating for a really long time. And mm-hmm. it's not black and white. It's not cut and dry. Like it, it's not like I was always in the masculine or always initiating, but oh. I definitely overworked in relationships my entire adult life and didn't know how to sit back and receive and be in my feminine. And um, it, some of it had to do with the choices in men. And some of it had to do with just not knowing about polarity and how to stoke that fire. So yeah, chasing available, unavailable men looked like literally a perfect example is last summer, uh, two summers ago, rather of 2022, Mm -hmm. I was going out um, to a bar with a friend, which I don't really go to bars anymore. I don't, it does it, you know, but, but we were doing that and we were probably dancing or something. And I met this guy and there was this immediate physical attraction and I saw him and I just was like, "Mm, you are my type. You are yummy. Like we were, we were just, and here's the, here's the catch. I'm a 30, one-year-old woman at that point he's like 21 he's 21 he's in college Mm -hmm. he's super super not interested in a relationship yeah and he's not available for anything but sex and so that was the kind of man that I was not only attracted to but chasing down and initiating I wasn't waiting for him to be like hey do you want to hang out I was actually like texting him and always initiating Mm. our hangouts Our you know, and then that, of course, in the bedroom even meant that I was like kind of running the show. So what I'm curious of is, yeah, what did that look like in the bedroom? And also, I just want to like honor you for your vulnerability and share as much, obviously, as you're comfortable with. But like, thank you for giving like such a straightforward example, because First of all, I can resonate with this and fuck know that a lot of other women are going to be able to resonate with this. So it's just like really putting words because, right, we can say available men, but it's like, okay, this is actually what this is looking like. And of course, not always, like you said, this is just like a zoomed in potent example. So yeah, yeah, like in the bedroom, it was, you were initiating mostly, right? Yes. Which, you know, I think for, for a lot of guys are going to be like, Ooh, that's kind of fun and exciting. Like she's going to be in control. And it is, I get that it's novelty, but like, cause it's a bit of a role reversal and, and it is to a certain degree, but not for the majority of the time. And so what happened was mm. that like, <laughs> I'll spare the details just to like honor his, but it doesn't create that level of desire where it's going to get him rock hard. It's going to get him pursuing you, penetrating you, going deep, having really like connected, deep sex. You just can't have that when a woman can't be in her feminine, um, when she's in the masculine and you're reversing that. And that is the majority of the time, like I just don't think you're going to see a lot of couples that have successful, deep, penetrative, um, you know, heart opening, cracked open to God sex like that, because he needs to be able to like, I need to be in my feminine so he can be in his masculine. So we can create that level of arousal that allows him to really deeply penetrate me. And we just did not have that dynamic at all. 
Um, and you know, I wasn't available for it and neither was he. So, <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it, what I say in these scenarios is what a gift, what a blessing to show you what you didn't want. And also to have that experience and for that person to come into your field, to have that experience, because then talking about polarities on the opposite end, you get to experience like, whoa. And I remember, I mean, I can so relate with what you're saying. Um, and even like when I was in partnerships, like yes, dating too, or like if I was sleeping with people, right. But then not in partnership, but even in partnership, I was in my masculine too. So I've been in a relationship where I was holding the masculine frame, my long-term partnership. And then my last partnership, I was in, and this was a long-term partnership as well. What actually ended up happening. And this is, we started, I started diving into polarity work, like towards the end of our relationship. And I was mind blown. I was looking, listening to David data and I was, he was like, it was an audiobook. I was actually in bed with my partner at the time and we were listening and I just looked over at him and he was conscious too. We were in a very conscious relationship, like bless. I learned so much from that. And I was like, holy shit. Like we both knew too. I'm like, this is what's happening. Like, whoa, this is fucking terrifying because what was happening in our relationship is I started going more into my feminine. I wasn't fully there yet. And he was initiating, we were kind of initiating each other to switch the roles and our, our sex life and just even our relationship in general started to neutralize. So that was my first time where I started experiencing like neutralizing where it felt like best friends and we were best friends, but it literally, like, it's not that like penetrative, like you're saying like that, like literally open to God, open your fucking heart. Like you are in the most altered realm possible in these intimate moments and sex or no sex, even like just when you're being intimate with someone, right? Like that's the best part. And yeah, it's just, it's been such a journey to watch that and just having of course the healing work, but also looking at polarities, like you're saying, because the masculine, like when you have that, like, and I've felt that here being in Costa Rica, like that masculine, that just is like, and it holds the line and it it like pulls you in and you're like receptive to it. And you're open. They can't see like crazy (laughs) arm movements right now. And you're just like, like, you're just like, take me and not in like a save me way, but you're just like, take me to fucking God and just like, do you know what I mean? Like that polar, like that difference of energetics in a sexual connection and just not even sexual, just even in general, like it's night and day. It's, it's mind blowing actually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is, it is night and day. And how good does it feel to be pursued when you're in your feminine? Like, can we talk about that? (laughs) It's just, I would like to hear your experience of like, okay. Cause right. The initiator, this is like when you're in, and I want women to know too, and you can, you obviously touched on this. It doesn't mean that we're never initiating, right? Like we can still initiate lately. It's just like the main essence that we're meant to be in is feel like, you know, we're in the feminine and I'm, we're talking to like man, like a certain type of dynamic here, right? Like if there's like different partner situations and things where like the, the woman wants to hold the masculine, but like, we're just talking in stereotypical, like you being in the feminine and him being in the masculine, but when you're initiating everything, you're, you're holding that masculine frame. So it's like completely different. So yeah, if you want to share a little bit more into when you started being actually pursued, like, what was that like for you? How were you feeling in that? Oh my God. I could just melt talking about it. Like it really feels so amazing. Um, and 
it had been a really long time since I'd even had glimpses of this. Mm. I've had bits and pieces in my past with men who have held more of the masculine and allowed me to be in that feminine, but the conscious effort and intention for me to be like, I am committing to life, love, leadership in my feminine. That's like Mel's whole thing. Mm-hmm. Live, love, hate in your feminine. And I love that. So it's like, what if I made this decision to just be in my feminine? And very shortly after I really committed to making that decision, I met somebody who has pursued me every single day since. And I don't know where the future is going. No idea at this point. It's very new. All I know is that I am fully open to love and exploring the Mm. lessons that this teacher has for me here and now. And it is so nice to never have to wonder how he feels about me and never have to wonder where he stands or, you know, even like what he's doing. Like he's just very communicative, very clear. He's safe, predictable, consistent. And in the past, I had chosen men who were very unpredictable, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a very like a similarity between addiction to fuckboys and addiction to slot machines in the sense that it's you never know when you're going to get paid. You never you never know when you're going to get paid from the slot machine. You never know when you're going to get their energy and their attention. And so you get really hooked on like, if I text him now, like, will he come through? Will he respond? You know? So I was pretty hooked on. It's like a game, you know, like you're playing games with it. And, but it's also because it's unpredictable and that gives us, I feel like as women so much anxiety and so much fear comes up and just like, you don't know. It's like, well, we're fine with it. And it's like, you're not fucking fine with it actually. You know, it's not, it's not enough. It's not good enough. Like we all deserve to be queens. We all deserve to be better than that. And, um, and I had this moment in the last, I'd say like two months where I had met this guy and he was unavailable. I was still kind of doing some initiating of like, Hey, let's, and not really letting him pursue me. And like, let's, what are you doing? Let's get together. And we had this conversation and I just was like, this guy's an asshole. Like, actually I stepped back and got out of that like lusty mode and just was like, he's not even a nice human. What am I doing? And so I really just woke up and was like, I'm done. Like I left that, I drove away on my scooter and I was like angry. I was like, you, like, I am not, you cannot talk to me like that. Like you, you don't get to talk to me like that and I'm not available for this. And so I think what I became available for and what I, am now tolerating is just really different. So letting go of the addiction to unavailable men has been like taking a stand and being like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I'm really fully claiming that I am open to love and then doing the heart healing work, um, mm-hmm. through alchemy of the heart mouse force, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many ways we can do that work. And, um, and so, yeah, then like when I did meet this man who's available, to love and to me, it was scary. And when I first met him, I was not attracted to him at oh, all. Gosh, I love this. I love like the juicy details behind the scenes. It makes me so excited. We literally went for a beach walk. And at the end of the first date, I was like, you know, I loved talking to you. I'm just going to be really honest. I'm not, I don't feel an attraction to you. And I don't feel that connection between us. And so 
maybe we can just be friends. And he was like, okay, great. Totally understand. And so then he pursued a friendship and I'm like, oh, I didn't actually want to be friends. I should have been honest. And so then I was just avoiding. We learn, right? These are all uh, uh, (laughs) literally dating in a nutshell, because I'm in that now too. I was very closed off for a while, but I was doing my own healing. Like, I think there's a place in a time where you're, you know, you are in your own bubble. You're in your own essence because you're, you're not available for that. Not because you're not available. You, I mean, you're not available, but just because like you need to heal, you know, you need to get to that fucking place. But I I love how something I wanted to comment on too, is how you were like, Oh, he was a teacher. Like everyone is coming into our field to teach us something. If we can really be like, Oh, what is what's in this for the right here and now, like not too far ahead. You know what I mean? Like, cause you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. None of us know. But it's like in the here and now what's happening. And I I loved what you said about the standards too. That was the other highlight I wanted to make before you go deeper into this new guy. Because it's literally putting a bar and it's like an energetic bar. It's like, I'm actually not available for these things. It doesn't even turn you on. And something, just a side note and a very tiny side story is I had someone I was actually connected to in Bali. He saw I was in Costa Rica. He moved here. We connected like two years later. We met up here, had some intimacy and then he ghosted me. And Mm. I was like, okay, like this was a few months ago. And I was like, okay. And it's, yeah, it sucked in the moment, went through and I'm like, okay, blessings. I actually received a lot from that experience because I did, it was a teacher and it helped me become the woman that I am right now sitting in this chair and learned so much and how I navigated things in the here and now, which is happening is completely different because of that blessing and how I'm experiencing pleasure and all of these things, right? Like I learned a lot in that. And, um, it'll be funny if he listens to this, but whatever he, I I received a message a few days ago and it was like apologizing and him taking ownership. And I was just like, like there was, there was anger that came up similar to you, right? The anger that come up, but I I really separated. And this is part of the healing work. Like if people kind of can dive in a little, I was like, oh, this is repressed from like anger. I have at my father Mm -hmm. for not being present, not being available. So like when I processed that emotion and like what you said, even in the beginning of the episode, really deeply went into that experience. Like I was in anger. I was yelling. I was in sacred rage. I was crying. I was speaking. My inner child was, you know, and then I came back to that, that message and it was like a neutral response in the body. And it wasn't a not answering then. I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm just actually like, it's neutral. There's not like this, like edge sort of like, I need to get back at him. I'm not fucking answering because he didn't ghost me. It's just like, no, I'm just, I'm not turned on by this. I'm not attracted. Like there's nothing to see in the here and now it's just what is, you know? So it's really like, that's like a clear example of what you were kind of putting to words of like, you're just not available for that anymore. You raise the bar and energetically it just falls because it's like, meet me here. And this is where I'm at. And if not, then so be it, you know, and like, not from, and like from a neutral place. And I'm speaking from my own experience. Cause in the past it would be more backhanded of like, fuck that guy. Right. Or like the most, like I would have charge cause I wasn't really healing and diving and looking in and taking ownership over my own parts and what was actually going on, what I was allowing for the anger of abandoning my own self, like all of these things, right. It's like very multidimensional, but then when you come back to it and you're really doing the work, you can come back to a neutrality and like there's actually no charge there when I look at that or think of that message. I'm just like, wow, what a gift. I learned so much in that. Thank you. And also like blessings, like there's nothing in this for me right now, you know? 
And also so much gratitude for these men that we are mentioning on this episode, because they have been huge teachers. And I really, I came oh, home and I was <laughs> sending love to all of you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was, I came home and I was like, you know what? I'm thank you. Like, thank you to this man. Thank you to the universe for him being an asshole and showing me because I needed a wake up call. I needed somebody to talk to me like that. And me to realize that this is not the treatment I'm available for. So Mm -hmm. it kind of takes those teachers, I think for us to have the enough contrast to see what we do want. Yeah. Yeah. So let's zoom into the here and now though, because that's where we're going. So now what is that like feeling like looking like, cause I know you were like, yeah, saying like there wasn't there. And then it was kind of going into the the friend realm. And then you're like, shit, I wasn't right. Cause we kind of have these stickinesses. We're navigating these things. And this <laughs> is the realness. It's not everyone's story, but there is things like I'm learning and I'm like, Ooh, I'm avoiding this. And then, and, but we have such awareness. And I feel that from you to navigate that process consciously, and that's, what's going to make the difference. So yeah. Like how did that look like kind of trailing from him wanting to be the friend and then you avoiding I think that's where you ended yes okay so here's the crack up that I just have to say and it <laughs> you're gonna die I love Literally, like I'm gonna show you uh-huh. this is where I live and this is the building across the way and he is the person I look at right across the way oh my god shut the fuck up also like view goal views right there I- everything and he can't see me because my windows are tinted feminine mystery so um anyways yeah we we first connected I was not attracted to him the universe just kept being like and you meet again and you meet again and I saw him everywhere isn't it funny how it does that the universe is going to put you in touch with who you're meant to cross paths it's like there's a soul contract there regardless what it is you don't know at the time but it's like there's a soul contract here you're gonna fulfill this because I'm gonna keep putting this person in your field (laughs) and this is how you can't fuck it up if you try because I literally tried to get away from him so many times I would see him and I mean and he even saw me and walked the other way one time we both were kind of avoiding each other yeah and I just was like I don't like like this guy this guy I just was like, he's a nice guy. He's not, I I'm not attracted to him. Like, because I had been attracted to bad boys for so long that if you weren't a bad boy and if you weren't unavailable, I didn't feel a sexual pull. That is how fucked up it got. So we ended up, um, man, we ended up. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. So what I'm curious is for, unavailable just so people can put words to this and this is maybe in your terms right because this can be subjective of like maybe what you're looking for what you're interested in what would you can we've kind of went over like what is unavailable like right you've had the guy that just wants to fuck that just wants to have sex like that's it what would you consider in marissa's terms right now of like what an available man what is available yeah, to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So available, an available man is going to be able to open his heart. He mm-hmm. is to a place in his healing journey where he can open his heart. He can let his guard down and really be seen for who he truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have deep intimacy issues like an unavailable man probably does. I specifically was attracted to avoidant men who would 
you know, not be available and would kind of run the other way, the deeper you would get with, with them. Um, an available man is not afraid of commitment in the sense that he's actually looking around potentially at schools in the area that kids, his kids could go to, like, he's actually thinking about the future and he's looking at you as could this woman be a piece of my future? Is this relationship aligned with vision? He's thinking about his life, um, in a very self-loving way, he's making decisions today, knowing that he's actually looking after himself and his vision for his future. He values himself. He is connected to his own self-worth. And so that makes him a king because he is, he's connected to yeah. himself. And through all of that, he's able to actually open and be connected to you. And an available man will also pursue. So, Unavailable men often will not pursue because they know that they don't have a lot to give because they're you, broken. Would you use, would you and use it's so sad. Is, is just even initiating, like hanging out, wanting to go on a date, wanting to go on an adventure. Like these are just even in that type of pursuing, you would consider that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of, um, a lot of the, the fuck boys for lack of a better word. <laughs> we love you. I'm sorry. It's just a really good word. Um, I, I didn't have the language. This is like, I swear I, I say all types <laughs> of stuff. Like this is just how I would chat with you normally. And this is just what yeah. we're doing on the pod for public. I mean, take our yeah. conversation and we would be talking about this anyways. So yeah. Yeah. Respect, respect to these men. Like these men are my teachers. Um, and I'm also going to call you fuck boys. <laughs> so they, they really didn't chase me. And, and, Part of it was I was occupying the masculine and I was doing the pursuing and the initiating the chasing. And the other part of it is that I am at the core, like I'm a high value woman. I am a queen. And so if they are going to chase me, they need to know that they can rise to that king level. And they also need to know that they have something to give mm -hmm. um, to, to a queen. They they know that they're not going to be able to penetrate me emotionally, physically, in the way I want to be penetrated. Right. So I didn't even get pursued by those guys because their, their hearts are broken too. And so they, they don't have the capacity to love right now. Um, and so they don't have the confidence to really pursue an available man who has done healing, who has an open heart, who is ready to be seen by the world for who he is and really wants to call in his woman is going to pursue you because he knows that he is a real man who can give you what you need. Like he's going to buy you dinner. He is going to open all of the doors for you. He is going to make you really comfortable when you come over to his place. He's going to give you all the space and time that you need. And he's going to be tending to your every need and like, Hey, can I get you some tea? Hey, are you comfortable? You know, noticing even all the shifts in your body language. Like he's really in tune with you. Um, he's available to his own experiences too. So I think it all comes from him being connected to himself and his masculinity um, yep. to be able to be available for you. Uh, it's just like a breath of air, like that dynamic switch and that energy, like I can't even explain. And like, I'm quote unquote, like I'm not in a committed partnership right now, but I am in an exchange and a ex exploration with a man right now. And I'm 
receiving what you're talking about in the available realm. So being going from what I've like, I feel like we've had very mirrored journeys and like, I don't know where things are going either. And I know in the here and now, like receiving these types of things and that like the difference that you feel in that experience is just, it's night and day, it changes. It really allows you to soften and it allows you to, it's just a peace. It's a relief. Like relief is the main word that's coming out. And it just feels so good to be able to, to, to be in that. And that is going to take what you said, being in, allowing yourself to be in that feminine pull. Like it really is the inner work that allows you to track it. And it's not like, cause past Sarah, and I'm sure past Marissa is like, why is this happening? Why, you know, this is going on or, or just being okay with it, accepting it, being like, this is just what is. And it's like, when you really rise into your queen and I, to be completely honest, like I'm still, I feel like in that era of really fully immersing into that, you know, I I had a heartbreak like a year ago. So it's been like a journey and I'm like watching the elements and I know I'm exactly where I need to be on my path right now, rising in that. And I, I feel that from you too. And I'm just like, this is it, you know, like, it's so good. I know these are the good old days. I, it's such a beautiful process. So what else do you want to share into your, like whatever you're comfortable sharing of just now, you know, like I hear that, you know, you guys kept running into each other in your scenario and the universe is like, okay, you're not going to get away from each other. So what kind of like broke that, or I don't even want to use the word broke, but like what kind of like, okay, it is broke. Okay. So we can use that. What broke that then? A couple of things. So, um, I, you know, had this moment with this unavailable man, um, who I felt was acting like an asshole. And I just was like, I'm done. Literally I'll tell, I'll tell the universe energetically. I'll just be like, we're done, like not available for this. And so it was very shortly after that I ran into this man that I'm now seeing again. And I had just kind of cracked open from being so fed up so done with the pattern and, and just really so much awareness to see like, Oh, we're in this cycle again, another unavailable man, more chasing behavior. Um, and so I just kind of, I saw it, I put it on the table and I was like, I am so tired of this. So then when I ran into this man that I'm seeing now, again, we happened to be at the market together, checked out, walked back, um, and kept chatting for about another 30 minutes in the lobby of my building. And he had asked how the dating was going. And I just was honest. And I'm like, this is the pattern. This is what I'm healing. And I'm just really tired of it. I'm pretty exasperated, honestly. Like it was that point of the give up, the surrender, the, okay, I put my hands up universe, like take the wheel. Um, Which is such a thing. It's like, all right, God, like at the actual surrender, it's like, I'm done. Like I'm done. So done. And I've had moments that just brought me to the floor in tears, you know, like in a hands on the floor, like child's pose position, just crying and being like, just tell me what I need to do. Like, show me the way, like I like help me please. And so he just listened to what was going on and he asked questions and he was, he had some really beautiful, wise insights that he shared. And I felt so seen and it was profound and it shifted things for me right there in the moment, because I realized as I was talking to him, oh my God, this is what an available man looks like. And I turned him down. I didn't find him attractive. And this is what it looks like. This is what happens sometimes. And I love that you mentioned the, 
the avoid right because I with the the guy that I'm exploring with now like it was avoiding <laughs> you I was like he was like uh initiating 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 and I was like I'm on my cycle soon I'm doing that like and it was yeah. a little bit and I was just like bitch what are you doing like just like he's, like he's like I will literally come over when you're on your cycle and bring you a juice and I'll just listen to what's going on for you right now wow. and help you with the dogs like right now like and I'm just like and I was there was a moment where I was just like okay you know like and yeah. I was I was like, why am I playing this game? But I think a lot of people that are attracting unavailable men um, in the sense that we're talking about too, right? Because like, I'm not in a committed partnership, but I'm right. Like this is an exploration. It's a journey sometimes depending on how your dynamics unfolding yet. What's going to come up. I think a lot of people can resonate with is the uh, being like avoiding, right. And being like, no, because it's new and it's unfamiliar and it's like well that's not what I'm used to and also the fear that does come up which I would love you to like lean into a little bit too because the fear is so fucking real like it's not comfortable like things are awkward sometimes and things are like you can be in the awkwardness with someone it's like are we going to be in this together because like you can see each other's thing like a man doing the work too alongside you you can feel energy. It's like, you don't need to speak these things. Like you're feeling each other and like, you can kind of have these like exchanges and it gets to be fear gets to come up and it gets to be uncomfortable too. And it can still be beautiful and evolving, you know? Yes. We can hold ourselves through that. It's part of the process of being human. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So the thing about a, um, a man who's in his masculine, and is available to pursue you is that he will hunt you down and you you cannot get away because it is divine it's divinely orchestrated and you're meant to meet each other so he he hunted me down in like a very chilled way of like yes of course we can be friends and like we were at the market and he's like, Oh, can I walk you back to your place? Like we, we live so close. Like he carried my groceries for me, like just so sweet. And then to ask questions that opened me up even more, he keeps pursuing. Right. And then he asked for my number because I had never given him my number. We were on the hinge app and I was like trying to get away. Right. Um, so he, he finally, he finally asked for like the third time. And I actually said, yes, you can have my number. And yes, I'd like to get together because that shift for me in that moment of like, this is what an available man looks like. How did I not see this before changed everything. And so we started getting together very platonically. Um, and it was lovely. Just really enjoyed the time with him. I, just opened up to the friendship and realized that he is clearly a teacher. And then something interesting happened. I lost a friend who, um, who I had kind of a long drawn out fade with and officially, um, officially the friendship ended, I would say on, on, on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I was, letting myself feel all the feels from that really close soul sister girlfriend, like thought we would be friends forever. And so, oh, it was so, it doesn't matter if you're not physically losing, like, you know, like if a person quote unquote, like dies, right. But it's like a friendship dies. Like there's grief in that. Yeah. Totally a death and rebirth portal. And so I just consciously recognized, like I had seen it coming. I wasn't surprised, but I just was like, this is the day, like, this is it, you know? And so I let myself just process the emotion, the grief of that. And he had 
texted me in the morning and was like, Hey, how's your day? And I was like, I'm emotional. Like this is a little bit of what's going on. And he's like, well, would you like to go for a swim? And I was like, yeah, I'll probably cry. And he's like, that's quite all right. Like, and so I just got really cracked open Mm. by that loss of, of that friendship. And in the cracking open again of my heart, he came in on the very same day that I lost the friend that I had been so in the masculine with in our friendship mm-hmm. and like always driving the car always. And, you know, a wild, like, like, look at that energetic exchange, like yeah, it's in, the space, in the space that was made, like this is energy in motion, you know? Yes. Yes. It's so clear. And so that same day that she went out, he came in and yeah. So since then, like, that was the day that I also felt like I actually opened my heart to him. Mm -hmm. And then things have just been beautifully evolving and building since then. And I've had moments of freak out of like, oh my God, he is so available for me. Like if I were in for this, like, and, and we kept building, like he would want to have kids together and like, have a whole life together. Like that is actually scary. And I say that I want that. And then when it's right there, mm. staring in the face, it's like, oh my God, like, <laughs> which just makes me so nervous. Um, this is the real and- reality. This is how it can feel. Right. Because all of us as women can be like, we long for this. It's our deepest desire. And yeah. That shit still gets to be scary. Different layers of intimacy I'm realizing is scary for me. I can be, I can literally sit in front of the person I'm seeing right at the moment and just be like, this is scary. This is an edge. Now that now here's my edge. This is my edge here. And it's playing with yeah. those edges. Like that is the real vulnerable truth. It's not like, and I'm sure for, for you, maybe you can resonate with this being in the hyper masculine. It was like, oh no, I'm confident. I'm in the, like, it wasn't letting that vulnerability and the open-heartedness and the truth shine through. It was more like covering up, protecting and being like, I'm this, I'm, I'm calm, you know? And it's like, no, these things get to be like this, you know, like fear gets to arise and we can lean in. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely being in that false masculine of myself was all about protecting myself and keeping myself safe. And, um, yeah. So, wow. When it actually, when love actually comes in, it can be so incredibly euphoric and there's moments of this is totally freaky and you know I'll be completely honest this is not how I expected it to look I was imagining that I was going to meet and I'm not saying that this is gonna I don't again I don't know I'm not saying that this is like my man sharing your experience you know like and we we appreciate that on the pod (laughs) yes so so um yeah, I was expecting that I would meet that the next man that I met that I would fall in love with would be, you know, he would look a certain way and he would act a certain way and he would walk a certain way and that there would be this immediate recognition upon meeting each other that, oh man, yes, of course. Wow. This is my man. Like there he is. And that he would feel the same way. And of course it was so, so the opposite. Like I meet this man and I'm like, you're kind of socially awkward and you seem too nice and I'm not physically attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And then it evolves into love. How, but how, like, it's just amazing what happens when you do actually like heal to open your heart. Um, And it's funny how that, 
beautiful, healthy, masculine, available man might not take on the exact form that you think he he will. And that's just manifestation. Like you can have a dream vision in your mind, but right. hold loosely to it. Know the feeling that you want to feel, because I would say the feelings that I wanted to feel are very much being met in this relationship. Yeah. And does he, is he the exact embodiment of everything I imagined? No. Yeah. I, I think this is just like a, you know, that goes, goes back to even the masculine and wanting to control every aspect. Yeah. Like bitch, like God has the plan. God's serving you. (laughs) Like, are you going to show up? And like, we never do know, right. There's a lot of unknown, but also like with the here and now, like the delivery, the delivery with everything with my life, especially the last several years that I've been just so in the unknown and flowing with that and trusting, like everything is unfolded differently. So it's, just understanding that is like, I'm glad you mentioned that if that's how manifestation actually works, you know, it's, and maybe some of the attributes are there, right. And maybe not, but it's, you, you know, the feeling, you know, the needs, you know, where you're at and God is going to deliver whatever is divine for you, not your prepackaged Kendall, you know? Right. Yeah, no, he's, he's not Ken. He's like so much better than Ken. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny too, because you can manifest this beautiful vision and be like, I want a man that's X, Y, Z. And then you can get a man that is also like so many other things that you didn't have on the list. And like, wow, I just, it it is really mind blowing. So I think the openness to love and the openness to what the universe will deliver is really important because it is going to be in many ways, I think better than you even let your imagination stretch to. Yeah. And that's just like such an important tidbit too, with like the manifestation part, right? Like we can have that, but like God's trying to always, for the most part, deliver you something better. And it like shows you like something comes in and it's like, well, it's out of your awareness. You wouldn't know where they have an experience or understand that something you want because you didn't know it, or you didn't even think of it, or maybe you're not surrounded by it. And then all of a sudden it comes in and it's like this grand teacher again of like, oh, wow. You know, and it surprises you. So it's like letting life kind of take you by surprise is what I'm hearing and, um, show up differently sometimes, but also receiving and being open to Mm -hmm. the surprises. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to be able to share love with another human is the most beautiful experience in this whole world. And I think that it is just art. I think love is just, it's, pure art watching our dynamic unfold and all of the things that we say to each other and how we dance and how we move and how we laugh and it's all just such a beautiful co-creative process so it's the highlight of my world right now oh my gosh I'm so happy for you so there was something really potent that you shared that I just wanted to touch on because I feel like you're going to resonate with it too and a lot of other people because you're talking about this openness and something that I found really fascinating as I grew on my healing journey and my, my journey with love and relationships is really noticing when my heart is open and when it's closed. And then also when it oscillates sometimes, because when fear comes up, right, we can go into that, but then it's like going into the opening. Of course, we all want to continuously have an open heart. Um, and yeah, just having that awareness has just changed the game for me. Like I remember in my last partnership, he was like, I felt your heart close. And it was funny. I didn't have awareness really at the time when I was, when he was trying to open and continuously kept showing up for me. And like, then I started gaining awareness of that 
process. And now I even watch in like the dynamics I'm exploring right now of being open and then the moments for fear and close and the other person feeling it and us feeling it with each other and like doing the work and navigating that. And it's such like a having that heart awareness. Like, yeah, I would be curious to hear like how that is for you and just how that has changed love for you. If that's something that you're experiencing and just being able to notice that. Yes. I've totally been noticing so much more as well. And there's this practice I do with my clients that is around a full body fuck yes or full body no. And it is such a different feeling and it usually is rooted in safety. Like, is this safe for me to receive? Yes. Is this not safe? Contracting, pulling back, shrinking smaller and a yes or the heart open. Is this expanding, elevating, like, like I'm rising almost. Um, And I've been playing around with this dynamic as well in this relationship. And I notice um, that there is a lot, you know, from years of like nervous system kind of being like revving up, we've got stress in our lives or we're very in the masculine energy. And so it's, it's kind of a more normal set point for me to be a bit more tense and maybe have my heart a bit more guarded. And so I'll notice with him how his, how he energetically responds instantaneously, almost even before I have a shift, mm-hmm. he'll pick it up and predict it. Um, and so I'll, I'll just notice like, oh, I'm kind of holding tension. Let me relax. Let me surrender more. Let me open, soften and like, let my heart expand. And he immediately like his body language or sounds that he makes or way, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's crazy. What like body language and the opening of the heart and like that auric field that the feminine provides and how that softens even the masculine. It's just Oh, like it's so juicy, these energetics. Like as you're explaining and kind of showing me, I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's so good. And like, I don't know if this is too tantric to get into, but like there is this thing that I did last it's night. Nothing that's too much, by the way, on this podcast. It's literally called All of You, More of You, because that's what I believe the world needs. And I'm going to be asking you your closing questions. So there's really nothing off limits. It's just in discernment with what you want to share. <laughs> Let's go out with a bang. Let's go out with a bang. So the bang. Obviously, haven't named any names. It's totally confidential. So I was doing this thing last night that it's kind of like mindset and manifestation and vision work needs blowjob. (laughs) Gosh, this is amazing. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, um pulling energy out of him. Wow. And And also like worshiping his cock at the same time and so much like love and reverence and service and like, like, like worship. Like it's sacred. So sacred. And, um, I noticed like what really pulled him to climax was me like drawing this energy out of him. Um, and being like, like, like pulling it and like, yeah I like coming in like let's go like mm. um so it's just so crazy how people feel your energy they feel your love and what he said mm. about that experience was um because I am in the feminine I would say like 90% of the time with him but just to share some of the kind of like um 
like letting him surrender last night and the role reversal there. I, I started it. I like that you're bringing that up because that is like, you want that person to be able to, too. It's not just taking the whole space of it. It's such a gift. Yeah. So a lot of times like his focus is on my pleasure and I'm completely relaxing and opening and receiving and just like melting and he is giving and he's penetrating and I'm receiving. But in this situation last night, I was, um, I was like on top of him kissing him and I just wanted to, it came from this inspiration to like appreciate how beautiful his lips are because they're so luscious and perfect. They're like sculpted by God. And I was like, just like, just relax and like, don't kiss me back. Like, just don't even move your lips. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I was like in that curious explorer energy and I wanted to see what it was. Curious energy. Like the curious playful for me is like my essence. Like I'll have like a smirk and like, it's not me even trying to force it. It's just like an energy and I can't help it. And it's just, it's the most playful feminine energy. Like it's so fun. (laughs) Yes. It's like, well, what's going to happen? What's going to, what's it going to feel? like to just like kiss his relaxed lips. So I was like, just like, relax, like, don't kiss me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of invited him into this surrendered state of like, just like be, be. And so then I started like gently kissing on his lips, literally just through curiosity of like, what does this feel like? Your lips are so beautiful. And I wanted to just like, mm. and um, then I like, was like, oh, this is nice. And he was liking that. And I kind of moved my way down And, um, and so I really invited him into the space of surrender, which is so rare, I think for men to be held in a safe space of surrender where your woman is like, Hey, I'm going to take care of you. Like I'm going to nurture you and bring you to pleasure. And so moved down and started, you know, worshiping other areas and, um, and what he said after those two orgasms was he was like I felt so free like I've rarely felt so free and being able to just like be um the way that he spoke about it, I don't remember his exact language but like he spends much of his day you know working and being in this energy of like productivity and doing and so it was it was like what a gift for him what a gift I think it was such a profound experience of like being so free and so expanded and so being like he got to taste that beautiful yin Mm -hmm. um so that was really cool to play around with as well and just him feeling my energy through that of me really inviting him into relaxing and surrendering was so profound for him and and he could feel every thought in my brain he could feel every you know quality of my energy and so it's like that frequency that I'm holding that vision of what I'm drawing out of him that um, love and devotion that I'm in he feels all of it and just like got to experience so much bliss through that. So it's, it's so cool how we dance, you know, physically through sex, but we also dance mentally and emotionally through sex. A hundred percent. I love, thank you for sharing that too, by the way. Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so 
good. Like in my like playful, curious energy too, because that's so my essence. I'm just like, (laughs) it's great. And I love what you said. There's like a, such a nakedness and vulnerability that comes in those moments too, because it's like really your, like we have energy bodies, you know, we have souls, like, yes, physically we can be doing things, but I think like back in the day, Sarah obviously wasn't connected to that. And now being plugged into that, it's like, you're literally watching, feeling energies and thoughts and your souls. Like, it's just, it's wild what you can do in the realms of intimacy. Mm -hmm you know, it is and, and I love what you said too about like the masculine being able to relax and like my little personal share, just even like cuddling, like last week, just like tantrically kind of just like playing and touching and just, you know, exploring. Um, yeah. The guy that I am talking to and exploring with, he was just like, I haven't felt this relaxed in several months. Like it was like, you could feel like, like your, our bodies just like, like I'm saying the essence of being like, just like, there's no, it's just, you're, you're just there. You're just vibrating in that bliss bubble, you know? And I think experiencing that gift. And I think that's a gift that the feminine can also bring to the masculine because it's like, you know, guys, like our brains literally operate differently and being in our natural essences operate differently. You know, I mean, we can even resonate because we used to be more in the masculine and, you know, when they're thinking and planning and doing and, you know, that, and then all of a sudden we bring, it's literally an opening that we can bring from our heart space, from our energy, not even doing, it's not about doing, it's about the being that we emit. And it, it like, you can wash it kind of just like melt over them and into their bodies and it opens them. And it's just this like energetics that we're playing with. And I think it's just beautiful to be in that natural essence of polarities. And I would say like, this is newer for me in these last few months like this is something that I was so in the opposite so I can like resonate too with what you were saying with like the past stuff and it's just I can't wait to continue exploring it and for you to continue exploring it and just it just gets deeper and deeper and juicier and juicier you know it really does get juicy let me tell you (laughs) wow well I feel this has been such a good conversation and I do have a last few closing questions if there's anything else I mean there might be some shares in these closing questions but is there anything else you want to leave them with or does that juicy story feel pretty potent to leave them with (laughs) I think that the takeaway for me is just that loving is a leap like you leap into love you really it is a there's trust involved and it's kind of like you're on a ledge and you're about to jump into a body of water mm-hmm. and it's a little bit scary and you're you're like do I jump like but um but it's like once you jump the water will be beautiful turquoise warm with like these magic sea turtles and like it's so worth taking the leap I feel for love always. And, um, yeah, one of the things that I knew going into opening my heart again was that I, I'm also available to have it be broken, knowing that I can put the pieces back together. So I think a fucking men, cause you know, when you've done it before and just where you're at now with your toolbox and your, like, it's you, you, you got yourself. And when you got yourself, you know, you can trust that even if it's scary, cause it will be scary. I think I'm, I'm so glad you're speaking to that truth, you know? Yeah. So it's like ladies listening to this who really do want love and are, um, healing and releasing unhealthy patterns. 
know that it's going to be worth it and you are strong enough to navigate the hurdles of this journey and you are going to be able to heal with any heartbreak that does happen along the way or at the end and so that you know it's worth it like just committing and really saying okay I'm here for this journey I think like I was maybe like 70 or 80 percent like yes I want love but to just say like I'm really claiming this I'm really available for this and everything that comes in between Oh my gosh. Thank you for that potent medicine nugget. I just like, <laughs> just like mm, it just feels like a hug and it's true. And there can be the butterflies and the, the uncomfortable, whatever squirminess of it. And, and also the leaning in and the open, like it just gets to be this dance. So thank you for sharing so much of your personal experience. First of all, like you guys got a really inside scoop and I just, I love that. <laughs> But this is not only just because I love having these juicy conversations, but also it really gives context to some of these things that I feel like can be more conceptual and that people can get really analytical with. And this talking about what we're talking about is literally an all in the body experience. This is not about being in the mind. So like to give them that example, like there's that transmission of humanness and like the actuality of like, oh, that's what that means, you know? So I feel like you're such an ideal person to have that with. And like, you know, I was like I'll chime in with a few of my personal deeds even though you know my stuff is still unwrapped like I I share stuff on this but also you know there's the discernment but it's fun to share some of these details because this is really what's happening and I would be this conversation would have happened off screen like I said or on screen we would have had the same combo so it's like yeah yep let's end with these last juicy questions so what I want to know and I kind of already have an idea because we already dove into it the first one is what is bringing Marissa the juiciest, deepest fulfillment right now in life, business, wherever, like, where are you feeling that right now? And I mean, you, you basically shared, I feel, but just maybe let's, yeah, just name it. Yeah. It's, it's being in my body. Mm. So being in my body through dance, being my body with another beautiful Mm -hmm. being, Um, so it's, it's really getting out of the mind and getting into the body that is lighting up my whole world. Uh, and I've always been very focused on movement and my body. And I think now I just do it from a feminine place. And it's been really yummy to be in the body in dance, in Pilates, in this new relationship. Yeah. Amazing. I love that for you. And I hope at some point, if you come to Costa Rica, like I'll take you to my ecstatic. And if I come to Hawaii, I definitely want to go to like some of your dance classes and things. I feel like we have like, if we could bring those mixes together, like I feel like we'd have a lot of really juicy feminine movements. So oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's manifest it. Yeah, yeah, let's manifest it for sure. Uh, so the next one, I, I told you the podcast name is called All of You, More of You, because I believe it's what the world needs. What part yeah. of Marissa, because right, there's so many parts of us. We're so multidimensional. It's like, what part of you in this current moment of time are you bringing more of to the table so that more of Marissa is presented to this world? Mm, more softness, I think, is the word that comes for me. Um, that, you know, for a long time, I was feeling like being harder was my strength. And so you yeah. would feel my quads. Literally, men would feel my quads and be like, whoa. Like they were so hard. Like my legs were so hard and so strong. Yeah. And just 
I was hard in, in many ways. And that's actually a man's job. You know, his job is to get hard. Yeah. My job is to be soft. When you look at the extremes of so much. And like, that is the superpower. Like I said, it's the easiest, hardest work we'll ever do. I, I don't know, like it just like flew out because it is, it literally is the hardest work we'll ever do. It's a continuous practice too. And it's just, I love that you're bringing more of that softness. I feel like it just is, flows. Of course, that's what you're bringing forward. Cause that's what this whole conversation was emitting, you know? Yeah. Just relax into it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So this po- podcasting for me, like I love connecting community. Community is so fucking big for me and just like you're a gift and just everything you're sharing. And if our communities want to connect, I'm going to put in show notes. How can people connect with you? How can they find you? How can they dive into Marissa's world and get more of what you shared in here, but um, more frequently? <laughs> manifest.with.mar is my Instagram. So all my links are there and inspiring manifestation content. And um, yeah, that's how we can connect communities. And I think all the ladies who love my work are going to love your work. Such similar frequencies. Yeah. Community is everything. Yeah, I love that. And I just wanted to pin real quick on something you said earlier in the conversation of just, yeah, creating more of that. Like there's beautiful things online. There's beautiful things offline. Sometimes the people online, like, you know, like we could be popping into each other offline. Like I've met people. So it's just collaborating and bringing together community. Like we need people. We need people that we fucking resonate with, like like like-minded humans that like it's not just like, oh, join the community. It's like, no, if you resonate with this conversation, like dive into Marissa's world and vice versa. Like there's going to be threads and you're going to be divinely met with the souls you're meant to be either consuming on a feed, but also really connecting with, right? Having maybe intimate conversations or maybe you run into these people. And yeah, I just think it's beautiful to be able to connect worlds like that. So I feel our frequencies, lady. (laughs) yes yes the world is so small we all get to meet we all get to be together (laughs) amazing well thank you so 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 much for sharing your heart and your soul and your experience and your wisdom I can really feel your journey when you were sharing like I can feel the journey that you took and I'm just like honoring the fuck out of you because I know of course from my own experience but also just everything that you shared too of like how much that journey takes and just showing up to be the example in the world for women, for love, and to really receive what you desire and deserve. And I feel that from you. So thank you for being an example in this episode, but also just in general in the world. I see you in that deeply. Thank you so much for seeing me, for holding beautiful space, for asking amazing questions and just what a story, what stories to tell. And they weave together so many similarities. So, so much fun to drop in. Thank you. Of course. All right. Love you guys. And I will see you next week. I hope you absolutely loved this episode that it was full of juicy wisdom and magic and impact to integrate deeper into your lives, your businesses, and your work on a daily basis. I would absolutely love if you enjoyed this episode. You can please leave me a review at the bottom and let me know what you took away from this podcast. If you're also feeling called so we can spread more ripples of impact into this world, I would love if you took a screenshot and 
tag me on Instagram and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what you want to share to spread out into this world. I would appreciate it so deeply. Thank you for being here on this grand adventure of life with me, and I'll see you next time. Sending so much love.